Hi, welcome to another episode of the The Insider. My name is Sohail Ahmed, your host. And uh, two things today. Uh, today is October the 31st, and uh, I've got a little bit of a treat for you. Uh, we are repositioning and pivoting the podcast slightly uh, to be able to focus uh, more so on the practical application and to be able to help you understand how to um, capitalize on the opportunities in the digital economy, and that's through uh, you know investing in digital uh, within your business, and also investing in other digital assets such as uh, companies that are involved in this space, as well as cryptocurrencies, tokens, and so on. So you will notice that um, you know from the new month, uh, we are going to be uh, renaming uh, to the the insider trade, investing in the digital world. And I'm confident that you'll find it much more beneficial. And I will also actually enjoy it much more because uh, you may not know that uh, you know I've been an active investor in technology since 1995 and have been hands-on involved in the development of digital assets or property since 1997 and, and founded financialguide.com uh, back in 1997. You know, this is actually before Google, uh, as we know it, existed. So um, what I want to do is, uh, you know, share with you 21 years of investment uh, experience and expertise, uh, but with a caveat that this information is for educational purposes um, and is not personal uh, investment or financial advice. So any of the information that I'm going to be giving you, um, you do have to make sure that you consult with your uh, financial advisor. Uh, before acting on it, I'm simply sharing with you what I'm doing personally in my own portfolio and what I'm doing uh, perhaps with some of my companies and the uh, projects that I'm involved in. So with that, let's uh, go to uh, the second part of the um, podcast, which is uh, my discussion and overview of a uh, report that came out yesterday. And this is a, a joint report um, uh, on the Crypto Assets Task Force. It's called the Final Report, which is uh, a culmination of the work done by HM, uh, Her Majesty's Treasury, uh, the Financial Conduct Authority, the FCA, as well as the Bank of England. And um, what this report does is it provides very actually interesting insights into uh, the regulator and the government's perspective of crypto assets, um, and there's some good uh, positive um, information in there. Um, but one of the key things that I wanted to leave you with, uh, and this is something that I've perhaps d discussed in the past also, is that the regulators are uh, coming down on crypto uh, currencies and crypto assets. Um, and in this final report, uh, the uh, regulators have essentially laid down the groundwork uh, for regulation of cryptocurrencies. Uh, and uh, they are going to be um, uh, focusing, as they should be, on consumer protection um, and and how regulation uh, can, you know, play a part without stifling innovation. Because London or the UK is uh, as well uh, deservedly so have been the capital of financial technology and has a leadership role. So they do not want to undermine that leadership. Uh, and by the end of the year, uh, the task force uh, will be able to uh, set out uh, some existing uh, regulatory standards that will apply in terms of KYC, know your client, and anti-money laundering. But one of the other things that um, uh, which we found, uh, you know, was most interestingly, is that the uh, by the first quarter of 2019, 
um, they will be publishing a consultation uh, which will seek to impose, uh, you know, prohibition and uh, of sale of crypto uh, currencies and CFD structures. CFD structures, if you're not sure, are contracts for difference, um, futures and options. And um, because right now, you know, uh, many people are speculating, you know, uh, they're not investing, they're speculating or, you know, making short term trades in some of the major cryptocurrencies using uh, CFD providers. Uh, such as eToro and Plus500, which have been trying to capitalize on this cryptocurrency uh, momentum or craziness or whatever you want to call it. So that's a good sign. You know, my personal opinion is that CFDs uh, should be banned themselves anyways, because uh, contests for difference, uh, you know, they're highly leveraged. And these CFD providers themselves, you know, if you were to go to uh, Plus500 or eToro, you'll notice that they'll have a disclaimer uh, on the bottom of the site run an advertisement where they'll say that, you know, something like, uh, you know, 60 or 70% of investors trading CFDs do not make money, right? And that's because CFDs are very similar, uh, you know, they're treated as kind of binary trades. You know, you either win or you lose, uh, because they're very short term oriented and the leverage will essentially kill you. You'll either get killed in terms of losing all your money, in that trade and you could and the challenge with CFDs that you could actually um you know under some circumstances end up losing more than you've invested because of the the leverage and the borrowing in the CFD contract so CFDs are not a way to invest um they're a way to speculate and uh, they shouldn't just be um you know curtailing the use of cryptocurrencies and in CFDs they should actually um you know shut CFDs down or treat them as gambling uh, or speculative vehicles. Um, another thing that I wanted to uh, bring to the attention is that uh, um, there is going to be um, a separate consultation in terms of uh, exchange tokens and Bitcoin um, and the role of uh, these cryptocurrency exchanges and wallet providers, uh, which means that they sh could be regulated. And uh, so that I believe is good because these cryptocurrency exchanges, they should be uh, treated as uh, financial exchanges because their primary purpose is to uh, transfer value and a lot of people are using these exchanges to trade cryptocurrencies and when you're trading um, you're essentially um, you know you've become a uh, an investor right and then these uh, assets or even these utility tokens or alternative coins essentially become uh, investment vehicles and right now, there's these cryptocurrency exchanges are basically operating uh, underneath the the regulatory radar. And uh, so, in one of their notes, you know, they uh, said that these uh, uh, you know robust regulatory responses needed, you know, to be able to fight uh, uh, EU anti money laundering derivative is the the 50 EU anti money laundering derivative, um, and they've described as um, you know quote, one of the most comprehensive responses globally to the use of crypto assets for illicit, illicit activities, unquote, um, is how they're going to be implementing the EML uh, derivative. So so that's um, kind of some of the uh, regulatory responses. Otherwise, the report I felt was um, positive, you know, in terms of uh, distributed ledger technology, DLT, uh, the report did say that the potential to deliver significant benefits in financial services and other sectors in the future, 
Um, and, uh, you know, now they also said uh, there is limited evidence of the current generation of crypto assets delivering any benefits. Uh, but this is a rapidly developing market and benefits may arise in the future. So they had a bit of a positive spin. Um, but they also added, quote, there are substantial potential risks associated with crypto assets. And the most immediate priorities for the authorities are to mitigate the risks to consumers and market integrity and prevent the use of crypto assets for illicit activities. And uh, so, unquote, which is fair, you know, and I think um, it was a very balanced uh, report. Now, um, in terms of uh, where do we go from here? I think one of the key aspects is going to be people are going to be very clear, uh, you know, clearly looking at what the consultation paper uh, that is expected in the first quarter of 2019 uh, will say there is going to be stakeholder engagement. Um, and the authorities, you know, their objective is to be able to provide, uh, and this is, you know, in the annex to the report, you know, they make it very clear that their approach to crypto assets and distributed ledger technology uh, in financial services uh, in a holistic way by bringing together perspectives from across government, the central bank, financial services, regulatory bodies. And uh, so it's nice that the FCA isn't necessarily doing this in a silo. But I think one of the key things uh, that uh, the regulators will find difficult is how will they enforce, you know, this regulation. And, um, you know, while they accept that crypto assets do not currently pose a material threat to the UK or the global financial stability, um, the task will recognize that the risk could emerge as the market develops. Um, and the Bank of England say that they will continue to market or monitor market developments and identify potential implications uh, for financial stability. And uh, But right now, because the market is so small for crypto assets relative to the uh, other financial markets that you know it's not a significant uh, threat. From an investor's perspective, I think the key there is that uh, you, know, you are going to see regulation. And in particular to token issuances, ICOs, um, you know, they had a clear, um, you know, they were pretty clear in, uh, you know, section 5.15, uh, uh, in the report where they stated, uh, the security tokens fall within the current regulatory perimeter. Um, and however, the task recognized that the novel nature of some crypto assets and the presence of new market participants may mean that the regulatory perimeter is not being correctly understood, right? So they are going to provide further clarity and uh, and i think the the difference between uh security tokens and utility tokens um has to be clarified much further uh to avoid confusion and um because most uh utility tokens or icos are being marketed as investments you know they're purely being uh, purchased for the sake of monetary gain or for investment purposes and that's something that the regulators are not happy with obviously so I hope that gave you a quick overview of the um, uh, findings and the summary of the uh, task uh, reports final report. And um, so with that, I'd like to um, wish you a wonderful end to the month of October. And in November, I will be uh, sharing my insights, particularly on you know the recent sell-off we've had in the um, uh, stock markets uh, in technology companies, particularly where we've seen, you know, companies like Amazon, the digital leader in e-commerce, 
uh, as well as Netflix. We've seen Netflix come down, Google, uh, Facebook had earnings uh, yesterday, uh, which were mixed, but the stock, because it had been selling off uh, for over the past two, three months, uh, the stock actually rallied and uh, is up, trading up uh, today. So I'll actually get into some of these digital companies because I want you to be able to understand the, you know, crypto uh, currencies is not the only way to participate in the um, digital economy and participate and, and you know, benefit from uh, the um, evolution of technology. Because one of the things that Facebook is looking into is uh, how they can incorporate the blockchain. So, you know, legacy technology companies are going to be getting into the blockchain. And one way to see how companies can, um, uh, you know, existing companies will create value for their shareholders through, you know, participation in blockchain, artificial intelligence, and um, these emerging technologies. So I'm really excited to share some of that uh, with you in the coming months. And uh, one of the other things we'll be doing is we'll be doing a regularly and much more frequent podcast. Because in October, I am really disappointed with myself. We've only done two podcasts. It's been a very busy month. Uh, and uh, I've uh, you know dropped the ball. For which, um, you know, I apologize to my um, subscribers. And you will be seeing a lot more and much more impactful information in the coming uh, weeks and months. So thank you very much for all your support. Stay tuned. Uh, God bless.